Cool. 1540 AM, WTXY, Whiteville. Cool. 103.9 FM, W280FO, Whiteville. Cool, 103.9. Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Hello friends and neighbors, this is Jefferson Weaver with ColumbusCountyNews.com and WTXY. I'm coming to you with the Columbus Connection. We have a special guest with us today. You may have met him last weekend down at Shizzy's Wildcat Rescue down in Fair Bluff. But to Tim Harrison. He is the executive director for Outreach for Animals, and he's also a firefighter and first responder trainer. I thought that was an interesting combination, Tim. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) We do appreciate you being with us today, and tell us about what you've got going on. Well, what we're going on is that we're trying to help out with Shizzy's uh, wildcat rescue right now. She has a hawk. There's a gentleman that uh, is the mastermind behind it all. He's doing a fantastic job, that young man. And he's got quite a few good uh, uh, volunteers down there, which I'm very amazed at. His volunteers are some of the best in the country. They are just, and we don't have one animal out there yet, and he's getting volunteers from all over to come in and help and get this place up. What it is is a rescue, basically a retirement facility for these dangerous, exotic animals, we call them. Right? Most of the time, they're elderly at this time. But they come in and are tigers, you know, uh, you know, bears, wolves, uh, big cats, lions, that people have had as pets, usually, and they get out of control. Usually, everybody, I always like to use the term, they have a baptism in reality. When they like buy that. a tiger cub, everybody wants a tiger cub, but nobody wants a tiger. Yeah, that's a, a, friend, a friend of mine is a retired North Carolina Wildlife Resources officer who a number of years ago was involved in the inspections of people who were licensed to have big cats in the state. And he, he always tells the story of one particular home over in Fayetteville that they had a cougar, a puma, whatever you want to call it, and yep. went the people's paperwork was all in order and everything else, but the house was a disaster cat was tearing yeah. holes in the walls and you know, yep. etching the glass trying to get outside and i mean these these critters are wild animals oh absolutely they got natural instinct to see the people don't realize that that call it baptism in reality because when you get them they're adorable you know as a cub and everything else as soon as they start to grow you get to a point where uh you know they become sexually mature and they don't need you anymore. And that's when they usually end up in a corn crib or a cage out back or in the basement somewhere chained up that you'll never, you know, never be able to get near them again because that natural instincts start kicking in. You never know when that's going to kick in, too. It could be you've had a couple of beers, throws your body rhythm off. It could be that you injured yourself, you know, playing basketball like one individual did and came home and the cat attacked him because he, he, the natural instinct was to take out the, uh, the, the weak and be the, be the strong. And, and people don't realize that, like you're talking about with the cougars and, and the large cats and bears also, they'll destroy your property, absolutely destroy your house. So when I go in, I can guarantee I can pick out which apartment an apartment building is by looking at the drapes you know, <laughs> from the outside. I go, there's a cat from that apartment. How would you know that? You're a psychic. I said, yeah, I'm a psychic. Look at the drapes. 
Well, I mean, I've, I've so, never. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of them out there. That's the sad part. A lot of them pe- that people have is uh, not. Thank God, goodness, we got the, the legislation passed here recently. The big cap. Public Safety Act. I put the public safety part of it on because it's always the first responders that are the first ones on the scene. It's always the police that are going to have to handle it. So the zoo ain't coming out, you know. And most animal control people don't know how to handle a chimp or a tiger or you know even an elephant, as you see in our our first documentary, the elephant in the living room. All right, uh, you, you laid right into what I wanted to talk about. Tell us about the elephant in the living room. Yeah, that was done. It was kind of unusual. I, I've written three books, but back then I only had two out. One was called uh, Wild Times, Tales from Suburban Safaris. I'm a published author. Uh, this publishing company came to me and said, could you write your stories down? I said, yes, it's like therapy. I don't know if you've written anything or not, but it's like Dump, dumping that all out, you know, getting it all out there, the, the truth, the stories. Then I, and that was 2001. Then in 2006, I wrote a second book, a follow-up book called Wildlife Warrior, More Tales of Suburban Safaris, which helped people to tell more stories and more things, but how to become a wildlife warrior and how to protect the animals and the people in your neighborhood. And it was one of those things, I was a first responder as a police officer, firefighter, paramedic, and uh, for the city of Oakland, near Dayton, Ohio. And it was funny because I was watching this happen. It's always the police that show up, always the police. And they had to handle these animals, and most of the time they had to try to shoot them, and they didn't have the weapons to take out an animal humanely. I was at the Zanesville massacre in Zanesville, Ohio, when Terry Thompson turned 56 of the most dangerous creatures loose on the city of Zanesville as a uh, as being just he just got out of prison and he was paying back the city and paying back the police officers. They had to shoot 49 of them, 38 big cats. Some of them had to be shot 20 times yeah. because they did not have the proper uh, weaponry or the proper equipment to take them out. So it's one of those situations that you know, people don't realize we need to stop it. So we started to get this big cat public safety. I put the public safety act part onto it because legislators don't pay attention. They don't care about the big cats, but they sure care about their first responders and they care about the public. So that's how we got it through. And President Biden signed it about four months ago. So that's legislation now. We have to start training prosecutors and law enforcement across the country how to use it properly so we can stop this madness. I mean, I've dealt, I'm a licensed animal damage control agent, and my wife and I both do wildlife rescue, but I mean, we do small animals. And I've been called and asked to come in when there were, when a couple of cases where there were monkeys, and I don't know how to do these things. But, and I mean, and I was, and I make no, and this is no insult intended towards any of my animal control officers or LEOs, they had no idea, and that's why they called me. I said, Jefferson deals yep. with animals. Let's call him. And Jefferson's like, I don't want him to do anything. I mean, it's uh, it's not something you run across every day. <laughs> no, no. You know, these animals don't see a veterinarian. They, and, you know, as, as we know with monkeys and primates, they carry the diseases we carry. And they're probably, I call them the, the most... Uh, uh, disastrous IEDs you keep in your home. You never know what's going to happen in there. They can explode at any time, too, as we know. Charlotte Nash and some in St. James Davis in California, Charlotte Nash in Connecticut with chimpanzees. They can go off at any time, and they're very destructive. Uh, they'll bite your faces, genitalia on the men. That's what they do in the wild, fingers. So it's better this, to just not to have these things in the first place. But, yeah, you, your story is absolutely the way it is. And that's what happens. And then when you don't have it, they have to call the police in because the police have to put it down. Exactly. And they're, they're scared to death. Trust me, I, I'm, I teach them all from all over the country. I teach at Disaster City at Texas A&M College. 
and we bring teams from all over the country in there, and they all have stories. Sadly, they all have stories like uh, tigers and you know bears or something like that, or monkeys in their in their jurisdictions that they have no training whatsoever for. So we're going to take a quick break, and then I want, if you don't mind, I want to talk about that white tiger in New Orleans that y'all keep talking about. Oh yes, absolutely. All no. right, we'll be right back with more with Tim Harrison on the Columbus Connection. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478. Welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver, ColumbusCountyNews.com, WTXY. I'm here with Tim Harrison, the Executive Director for Outreach for Animals, former law enforcement officer, firefighter, and paramedic who, I guess you could say, rescues big critters now and tries to educate people about them. Tim, I got family down in the New Orleans area who went through Katrina. I got friends down in that neck of the woods. And I keep hearing references to a white tiger that y'all had to deal with down in New Orleans. Tell us about that, if you will. Yes, that was. we've had lots of white tigers across the country, but the one that's in a conservation game, it's the movie that's out right now, the documentary that's out, a Mike Weber uh, documentary, we're highlighted in it, and a young lady by Carney Ann Nasser, who is from New Orleans, she's a well-known animal uh, legislator. She's, uh, as you'll see in the conservation game, she's the top dog at the uh, at Michigan State University, she does Harvard, she just finished up with a, uh, a stand at Oklahoma. And uh, she was called down, uh, she's part of our team, was called down to uh, a cub that they found, typical story, chained up at a rapper's house. Oh, my word. They went in and did a uh, police, came in and did a raid. Uh, uh, we're kind of keeping it down until you know, they decide what they're going to do uh, legal-wise. But let's just say there was a raid on the property. And it ended up that there was a tiger chained, a tiger cub chained to a tree, a white tiger cub. And it was in a mess. It had a big gash between its eyes. It had rubbed its face uh, horribly on the sides. And it had uh, everything from parasites to all kinds of uh, disease and sickness. And so it was in very bad condition. And uh, Carnian came in as a legislator and was able to uh, rescue that cat. It went to Lions, Tigers, and Bears Sanctuary out in uh, um, Alpine, California, near San Diego. And if anybody wants to see Nola, her name is Nola, you can get on there and they have a constant camera on there that you can actually watch 
NOLA at all times. That's pretty cool. Uh, and they're a beautiful facility they have there. But NOLA is a typical story of uh, a tiger. It's either, as you know, Mike Tyson, from where I come from, Ohio, Mike Tyson had two white tigers until I got to a certain size and we had to go rescue him because it was too big for him to handle. Like I said, he got baptism in reality. You know, you, you can buy a tiger cub, but you can't buy common sense, right? Yeah, exactly. So up, a lot of these, anybody gets money, anybody gets fame, anybody that, you know, watches Animal Planet, that's my theory, and it's been used around the country. It's called monkey see, monkey do. They see it on TV and they imitate it. They want to get that tiger in their home. And that's what happens. If people always say, Tim, you're crazy. You're crazy. That's not what happens. I said, well, you ever watch the show Jackass? Jackass was on TV. And as a paramedic, we had special Jackass training at symposiums <laughs> for us on injuries that people were doing with, with you know, everything from uh, uh, nail guns to all kinds of stuff, which you wouldn't see naturally. And people would imitate him that afternoon. If, if a show, a new show, show came out Sunday night, that very evening or the next morning, everybody across the country, a majority of the young people are out imitating it. So I always remember that. That's that's what a lot of things, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a phenomenon here in the United States. And one thing, too, Finding Nemo. The whole stinking cartoon was don't put me in an aquarium, right? right? Don't put me in an aquarium. Don't put me in an aquarium. So what has it done? It becomes a $15.5 billion industry. It triples the selling of uh, uh, those clownfish because everybody wanted a clownfish. Right. So they saw it on TV. So that's what happens. And we try to combat that a little bit now. By, as you've seen, a conservation game is we try to show people that you don't need these ambassador animals on TV. We find out what happens to them. We actually shut down Jack Hanna, shut down the Columbus Zoo, shut down all these zoos that were actually not handling these animals appropriately. And they were endangered species like snow leopards. So you'll, you'll see, you can see that on Peacock, uh, um, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and, and a bunch of other places right now in the United States. We just opened two days ago on Paramount Plus streaming in uh, UK. So we're hitting real big over there right now. We were number one in Australia, Belgium, Spain. But in the United States, it was hard to get in. And once you see the uh, conservation game, you'll see why. We took down the, an entertainment industry that was actually actually killing these animals, actually killing the endangered species cubs. So, um, yeah, it's a very interesting documentary. And people should see that. And that's where NOLA was rescued. NOLA's a, NOLA's a happy ending. That's the happy ending story of uh, that documentary. Well, okay, let's. You mentioned zoos right there. I want to make sure we get something other clear. You're not an anti-zoo person, are you? No. no, no, I am not. I want them to do the right thing. If you're, if you read their brochures, and they're not supposed to be having dragging cats out in the public on a leash, that does the exact opposite of what's teaching kids exactly. what you're supposed to do. It shows you the wrong way. And I used to be, if you still see in the film, I lost a friend imitating what I was doing with a python. He got constricted to death right in front of his girlfriend and two okay, police officers couldn't pull the snake off. I wasn't there for that. I told him, never handle your python by yourself, and he did. And his girlfriend wasn't strong enough to help him. So and when the police got there, it was too late. So I've had, I've had uh, let's say, learning experience. I've had lessons in my life that I'm passing on to other people right now that we don't need these animals. They're large predatory animals. We need to be left in the wild. And zoos, good zoos, there's plenty of good ones. They just help set up scenarios for the Denver Zoo for uh, natural man-made disasters. And I, I, there are great zoos out there, trust me. AZA-accredited zoos, I'm going to throw that in. Not the roadside zoos you'll see on the, on the uh, conservation game. 
And uh, there's uh, many, many, many years ago, um, my father was the front man for a small circus. And mm-hmm. it was uh, it was an interesting life when you were 13 years old and going through that. A lot of fun. But yeah. We, you know, the, yeah. The big thing that people always wanted, though, is they said, well, you know, when are you going to get some big cats? When are you going to have big cats? When are you going to get a big cat show? And that never came about, thankfully. But I just remembered after the first time that you and I had talked and then looking at some of your stuff, I remembered how people were fascinated with the idea that, you know, they would you know, be able to go see lions in their very hometown. And mm-hmm. so I guess I can, I, I mean, I personally can't understand it because I mean, we've got dogs, cats and livestock at home. And the very idea of having to feed something that eats that much every day just it terrifies <laughs> me. <laughs> also think about uh, what size shovel you need. Oh, yeah. Clean up afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. A roll of paper towels ain't going to cut that. Puppy pads aren't going to cut that. No, no. People forget that stuff. And that's, it's like I say, it's a baptism in reality. They get them and they think, oh, this is going to be just like TV, like, you know, the Tiger shows on Animal Planet showing them raising them in their homes, you know, and all that stuff. It's not. It's never, never like it is on TV. And those animals are surgically altered. They have their claws removed, teeth canine sanded down, give them a little something to take the edge on for, for entertainment purposes. Yeah, and that's not fair. I'll tell you one thing about circuses. I've been, I, I don't ever, I, I don't condemn anybody. I never, I'm, if you watch The Elephant and the Living, that was our first time, The Change of the World. Uh, Elephant and the Living came out in 2010. We were number one on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, all of them, uh, Stars. Uh, we were on National Geographic Channel Wild, three years running. Uh, they wanted me to do a series, and as you'll see in the uh, conservation game, take your shirt off and it's on Alligator. Well, I, Mike filmed me doing that, the director, and I said, that's it, I'm not doing it. I can't do this. I don't, I don't harass animals. I don't tease animals. And I don't uh, use them. I'm not an exploiter. So I backed away from doing that and do what I do now. But, uh, yeah, the living room is, a, uh, is, is one, of, one of the genesis of the oceans from Disney and all the documentaries back then. And it kind of made a lot of people mad because we came in and showed what happens to these animals when these people bring them into their homes and when zoos sell them at auctions which you'll see in the documentaries, these wild auctions that you go to where you'll see you know, black leopard cubs stacked on top of each other, sold out to the general public. And, and then that's when I come in, as you'll see. I have to come in when people can't handle them anymore and uh, they get loose, uh, you know, things of that nature, but, uh, or get, people get attacked and killed. We've had quite a, quite a bit of that over the years. So it's one of those things. If, if you really watch The Elephant in the Living Room, it's on YouTube for free now. It's been out on everything. It went at the movie theaters, 80 different cities, uh, when it first came out on rave theaters. But it's, uh, it's on YouTube. We put it on there so everybody gets a chance to watch it. And it's so uh, bizarre is that when people watch that film, they want to know, wow, what can they do? Well, everything was on that film. We've only handled <laughs> We're in a process of changing legislation, helping these animals. The thing they need to do now is get these places up like Shizzy's. Shizzy's Wildcat Rescue, get them up so we can bring these, uh, these animals to retire. Because once the, uh, the Big Cat Public Safety Act goes into official effect across the country, there's going to be a lot of animals that's going to need a place to stay. And we're building these structures around credited facilities under the uh, TFAS and also under the, um, the Big Cat Sanctuary Alliance accreditation 
so that we all work together and, 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 and give them a place to retire. They, it's not their fault they're here, but it's our fault we don't do something about it. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things I try to emphasize to people if I'm doing an ADC job or helping an animal rescue thing. It's not the critter's fault. It is not the animal's fault if they've been put into these conditions and have reacted in this in one particular way or another. Uh, yeah, so we, that's exactly right. So we need to take another I quick do. break, but we'll be right back with more of the Columbus Connection. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-741-5819. 800-741-5819. That's 800-741-5819. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver. I'm here with Tim Harrison, who's rapidly becoming one of my best new friends. <laughs> Anything having to do with critters, y'all know about that. Uh, Tim, you know, we were you know, talking about people taking exotic animals to strange pets. Um, some of our folks here in Columbus County may not even realize that a number of years ago, a white alligator was actually seized during a drug raid. It, mm. ended, it ended up living at the Museum of Natural Sciences for a little bit, and I think that one finally ended up at the museum or at the uh, Fort Fisher Aquarium. But that's just... Uh, yeah, I don't want to think about what that could have developed into for those folks. Of course, they had <laughs> other, you know, they had other issues since this was an narcotics trade, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But can you imagine though? Like they they found it as police officers on a raid. Can you imagine if you're a firefighter? We had in Dayton, Ohio, where a full-grown Bengal tiger jumped over the firefighters as they were fighting the fight in the house fire. Now you got a tiger in the fire field. Pardon the and pun, but holy cow. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, it happens. And they're always, like I said, nobody, you, you have to have a license for your dog, but you don't have to have nothing for a tiger. That was the whole thing we always used to fight about. Because we, not, we should know where they're at, especially for public safety, where the most dangerous creatures in the world, like tigers are the largest predatory cats in the world, perfect killing machine by National Geographic magazine. So <laughs> here they are. They don't make good pets. They didn't say make do magic tricks with them, you know. In fact, real quick, I was on a radio show when Chris Ramp was on in Las Vegas. He was one of the hosts at that time, and, they, and he uses it in his routine now. Is that we were talking about Siegfried and Roy when uh, uh, hit the tiger Tatiana, uh, or uh, what was it? No, it was a uh, Montecor. Montecor uh, attacked Roy, and yeah. uh, everybody, all the experts around are saying, "Oh, you know, Jack and everybody, oh, that's a freak accident, a freak accident." And uh, Chris Rock interrupted me. He was freaking excellent. I know freaking that tiger didn't turn on Roy. That tiger went tiger. 
<laughs> and I jumped in and went. I started clapping my hands and go. And that makes that makes that tiger. And that's the most perfect uh, uh, tiger show ever put on stage because that's what a tiger does. Yeah, it's a perfect killing machine. It's the largest predatory cat. That's what it's supposed to do. Not blow bubbles and do magic tricks. I mean, that's what. It, and, and, and that was a perfect quote. So I made Chris Rock my big cat expert. <laughs> I like that. Well, I mean, lions, tigers. Yeah, um, the generic term of panther. We'll get into that another day. I'm preferring yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, cheetahs, you know, even mm-hmm. bobcats, wolves, yeah. bears, servals. Those are like miniature leopards, yeah. These are down, things that eat. They eat. They, a number of those species will eat people. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's I mean, right. How how simpler can you get than that? And out, I mean, we've got a big controversy right now because uh, it's the busy season for alligators at Lake Waccamaw, and a lot of people are meeting them for the first time. And it's yeah. and it's like, folks, these are things that can, they don't necessarily set out to eat people. It's not natural no. for them to eat people. I don't think they necessarily want to eat people. But <laughs> when you change an animal's environment, you change every bit about it. Something's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I can say it was over the Western Nepal a few times, and the experts over there, I call the experts the people that live there and work with them and actually hunted them. Most of the hunters know more about deer than any naturalist or any biologist can tell you because they actually go out there and live, and you know, they used to hunt them. But most of them are flipping over now from being hunters and trying to preserve them now. So if you get over there, they'll tell you, say, you know, uh, if you got a, an elderly man walking down, hammering down the path, or you got a uh, 200-pound cheetle deer that runs about 35 miles an hour, which one would you grab if you're a tiger? Yeah. Especially if you're injured and have a weak paw or older. You're going to grab the easiest prey you can get the weak, and so it's right there, they eat the weak. They eat the weak, and the one's not paying attention. I mean, I'm so not going to turn left to go to a steakhouse or cross four lanes of traffic when I can pick up a hamburger right here on this side of the road. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. Just in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I'll tell you, I do that I'm very proud of. Well, I've been in National Geographic magazine before, and one of my photos, I did all this, helped them out with a big article called Wild Obsession. Isn't that a great title? Wild Obsession. I love doing So I end up, uh, uh, I end up, um, they want to get a picture of me. Uh, Vince Busey, a world famous photographer, wanted to get a picture with me after setting up with all these animal photos and stuff. And of rescues, and he goes. I said, "No, I don't get a picture taken with an animal unless I'm in the process of rescuing it, and I don't want I don't want that. And that's not my style. How about if you take a picture of myself and my dog? So there's a picture of myself and my dog. It's in one of their photo albums still for the, uh, and it says on my on there, dogs and cats need homes. Leave the wild animals alone. Tim Harrison, number one exotic animal rescuer in the country. Very cool. So that's my philosophy. That's my philosophy. Leave them where they belong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, so, so you know, tell uh, how can people find out more about the stuff that you do? You know about the you know about your efforts. Yeah, it's really uh, we're still working on our uh, website. If you go to human and, and it's all lowercase human animal advocate all crammed together because I'm a human animal advocate in that order. Okay. Humans first because we have to change the humans. I'll say the humans. Humans first. Animaladvocate.com. You go to that, you'll see who I am and what our group does. And also, too, if you uh, want my new book called White Magic, just put, look for White Magic on Amazon, White Magic by Tim Harrison. It's actually the title, the whole title is, but they just have it down as White Magic. It's White Magic, Curse of the White Tiger. It's the only book 
written, period, about the true story of the Red Tiger. And Nola stories in there also. And it's 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 a, a small, nice book to read. I call it a great bathroom book, if you, if you like that. <laughs> but you can bring it in. It's got a beautiful picture on the cover of Nora, one of the tigers we re- I rescued. It was taken by uh, National Geographic photographer Karen Anger when we were uh, rescuing, rescuing cats together. And it's just, it is just a great book. And a partial part of the proceeds, you know, go to the publisher, of course, but the rest of it comes out reach for animals for us to continue while we're doing to help the animals. And like I said before, the elephant in the living room, free on, free on YouTube. Please enjoy it. Watch it through the credits because there's a happy end of the credits. There's an animal that dies in the filming of this, not from us, but we kept it as true right down the pike as what it was. And then the other ones, the, uh, the uh, conservation game. And like I said, it's on Peacock now. Uh, streaming and it's on uh, Apple TV and also on uh, on Amazon Prime and there's other places that's showing it too but those are the three big ones so do that jump on there see what we do and then uh, if you want to help get in contact with us and we need all the help we can get a lot of it is uh, being able to get get to where you can get to contact your senators that's how we got the Big Cat Public Safety Act passed is because of people that sat at their homes saw these documentaries and said what can I do Contact your senator. Contact your House representatives, and we get things done. That, that's a, what I was right about to ask right there: is what can people do? And they don't. Re- I mean, most folks don't realize whatever the issue is, how much impact you can actually have just by contacting your elected officials, your lawmakers, and saying, yes. "Hey, here's the situation. Here's what I think we should do about it." Yeah, they yep. they will yep. listen. And if not, maybe you'll turn a tiger loose on them and teach them a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, too, a lot of people don't realize, too, as I've learned the nine years I've been going back and forth and doing all the legislation on a, on a national level, is that if you sign a, a petition, if it's like with a group, or, you know, Peter or something, HSUS or something, they look at it, but they toss it open. They don't look at the names. Everybody should send their own personal one in and just say who you are. I'm Tim Harrison, electrician. I'm tired of this. Something needs to be done. I voted for you or whatever. And they read every one of those. They actually do read those. So it's better for a personal message than it is to send a uh, petition in. And I like it a fit that one of our Washington representatives who's now passed away from years upon years upon years ago told me something that, and he admitted he got it from someone else. He said, you know, there 10,000 petitions doesn't have or don't have anywhere near the impact of 10 telephone calls and a thousand yeah. telephone calls don't have nearly the impact of one single personal letter. I mean, yes. that means Amen. That is, that's uh, the truth. And yep. that's the, uh, yeah, that's that's something I've tried to follow on. I've always thought it was pretty wise when it comes to anything, you know, especially, yeah. you know, because this is a public safety thing. And I've, mm-hmm. I've been on, you know, 40 years in this business. I've been on enough drug raids and enough fires and things like that and met enough angry dogs, a couple of angry bulls and one or two <laughs> angry hogs. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about something that really, no, I don't want to think about something like, a, you know, a tiger or a big, or any kind of big cat or a gator coming after me for that matter. But Tim, yeah, it happens. It happens. Well, let's let's hope we can reduce it a little bit anyway. And we look forward to seeing the progress down at Shizzy's. And we really look forward to seeing you again next time you're down here. You've got to let us know. I'll take you to lunch up at Sue's and give you one of the, some of the best chicken salad in the world. 
Oh, that sounds great. I'll definitely keep up on you. And like I said, I might, uh, I'm going to be in Texas for two weeks. Then I've got a couple more engagements. I go back to L.A. and teach out a pilot program out there of disasters for humans. But we also help the animals, too. I mix that all together. But as soon as that's done, I'm going to be back down at Shizzy's again. Well, we will be looking forward to you, brother, really and truly. And we appreciate right. what you do. Folks, this has thank been... Thank you, brother, and, and thank you both. Thank you so much. Folks, we've had Tim Harrison with us today. He's a big animal advocate. You'll get to hear more from him. Check out all the information you can about Shizzy's. Look for our stories at ColumbusCountyNews.com. We do appreciate you being with us today, which might be one of our favorite Columbus connections. But this has been Jefferson Weaver with WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com. Thank you for being with us. This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at columbusconnection at columbuscountynews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners, and the program is recorded live at the WTXY Studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening. The voice of Whiteville. You can say that again. Ooh, 103.9.